how to hear God and uh, daily bread, okay, that God wants to minister to us each and every day, okay, that's God's heart. So it seems funny, doesn't it, that I'm here speaking on something uh, that I may have prepared yesterday. <laughs> and uh, uh, this morning, uh, my mother uh, came into my house like she often does, and she's now shrinking and thinking, oh my goodness, Jesus. And uh, she told me to watch a video, okay? And um, I'm going to show that video now. It was nothing to do, my mum showed me, she hasn't made this decision to show me. But it's a, a video I was about an oak tree in Kew Gardens. It's not a Christian video, but I just pray by the Holy Spirit that it'll minister to you through it, okay? Because I found it an amazing video about an oak tree. So, um, and I might link it into what I'm going to say a bit later on. But, uh, and I just, it's not working. A couple of minutes, I'll carry on then, I'll carry on. Um, but I want to thank Steve and Alex, really, because I came this morning at half ten saying I want to show a video. And, uh, you know, when, when, when you think God speaks... You've got to go with it, haven't you? And that may cause chaos. And Steve and uh, Alex might not be my best friends at the moment. But uh, um, I just want to thank them for that because it's really important, isn't it? You know, that we want to, we want to bring order and uh, have everything organised and battened down. And God doesn't work like that, okay? He wants to introduce things that rocks your boat uh, because he wants, to, you to reveal, he wants to reveal himself. And sometimes that's not comfortable and we have to be shaped so, you crack on, you two. I know you're busy. Give me the, the thumbs up when you're ready. Okay? So, here we go. I often hear, people often say to me, how do I hear God? Okay? I don't hear him. And sometimes we can, we can mess up. We can be discouraged because we can't hear God. And sometimes God may have spoken to us, and those words may have been stolen from us. Okay? And um, I've just been thinking that, that God wants to speak to us on a daily basis. And I find that absolutely amazing. And uh, I just want to look at how that works. Because as a church, I don't want us to ever get into the habit of just going to church and studying. Okay? might be important, but we've got a God who wants to minister to us every day. Okay? And we're not just waiting for the second coming of Jesus. Because we've got a saviour who wants to tell us things before they actually happen. Okay? And that's in your life. That's in my life. That's in the life of this church. Okay? I, I didn't hear Gordon last, last week. Because, uh, but I understand he was talking on prophecy. Okay? What an amazing gift that is that God wants to minister to us and declare things before they actually happen. And that's in each and every one of our lives. And we, 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 we must be seeking that. And we must never, ever, ever lose the personal and private word of God. Okay? We've got chaos. We're watching the video now, are we? <laughs> okay. At the time, it was I was devastated. You know, trees that you'd been looking after, that you'd grown to, uh, to, to recognise and be familiar with, were, were lying on the ground. Here we are in uh, Kew Gardens, Royal Botanic Gardens Kew, just south of London. In the gardens we have about 14,000 trees. 
and a, an incredible diversity representing all corners of the world. There's not been a storm like this in the South Coast counties for as long as anyone can remember. Certainly the scale of the devastation hasn't been experienced since the Second World War. In 1987, on the 16th of October, we had a, a storm that came in from the southwest. Very strong winds that wasn't really predicted. Houses and blocks of flats had their roofs torn away. People were rescued by firemen from buildings in danger of collapse. In the southeast of England alone, we lost 15 million trees in the space of about an hour. And here at Kew, we lost over 700. The canopies were like the sail of a tree, so the wind hit the canopies and literally pushed them over. The Turner's Oak was probably the, um, the kingpin of the whole story. This whole tree had been lifted out of the ground. And we're talking about a big tree that would have been nearly 200 years old. The whole tree had lifted out of the ground and then sat back. So the whole root plate had come out. It had slightly tipped and leaned over. Before that, we knew that the tree had been slightly unwell, but this was an opportunity to save it and give it a last chance. We managed to push it back and, uh, and we propped it. So the props are still under the tree to stop it falling over again. And we decided that that would be the last tree to cut up. We would clear all the arboretum and then come back to that. So three years later, we came back to that tree, a picture of health. And we just couldn't really understand why. What we realised was over the years, people walking into that had compacted the soil around the roots. The root plate was very compacted. I use a wine glass as, a, as an example of a tree. The piece at the bottom, the base that sits on the table and stops the wine glass falling over, is the root plate of, of a tree. The root plate is very shallow. So on that night, nature picked the tree up out of the ground, shook the roots back in, and then lots of ferocity in the soil so that the oxygen could get back down to the roots and, and any water. And what we realised was that every other tree at Kew was suffering from the same problem. That was the start of a new era in, in tree management, not only at Kew, but in gardens across the world today. Over the years, companies have developed machinery specifically for soil injection and, and what we call air cultivation and from that came the aspect. Trees are like people. Trees are moody, they stress, but they're beautiful when they're happy. The golden rule that I got from the storm was that you've got to copy nature and run with her and you'll succeed. Whenever I walk past the Turner Oak, I always have a smile and a chuckle. I'm getting a bit. <laughs> Emotional now. Um, <clears throat> she's put more than a third of her growth on since the hurricane. So I walk past her and pat her, stroke a leaf so she knows I'm there, and thank her really. Right, well, I, I don't know where to go now. I'll, uh, what, what that did is it spoke to me. It really spoke to me this morning. And I just thank, thank you, Lord, for your daily bread for me this morning. That we're, we're like trees, aren't we, in some respect. And that man, 
and Kew Gardens and then round the world have learned a new, new way of doing things. And in that respect, he said, nature teaches us something new. And it's God who teaches us new things, isn't it? <laughs> and, and that man has had a revelation in, 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 in some respect of something new from Almighty God. He's picked up an oak and, uh, and it's, it's reformed uh, uh, in, a, in a new way. And you, you saw how he got emotional. And, you know, when, when I often think of Isaiah uh, 61 about us being oaks of righteousness. You with that, Jim? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we may be going through storms of life. But, but with God, we can get stronger. And we can grow through those. So I, I just allow that, that video to sit with you to see what God wants to say. And, you know, I wasn't in the worship session, but I'm, I'm trusting that God has spoken to you. And that's God's heart to speak to each and every one of us today and to give us revelation. And uh, I just want to speak a little bit about that uh, today because um, God's word gives us hope, okay? And by faith, we respond. And then we see the power of God. And that's what he wants to do in each and every one of our lives. And in that story... That man saw the power of God. Okay, they were down to chop it. They were there. They're going to, three years later, they were going to chop that tree down. But they saw that there, were, there had been a work that had gone on that they hadn't seen. Okay, and they changed their mind. Why? Because of the work of God. Okay, and as, as believers, we need to be in that frame of mind where we're in the work of God. Can I be brutally honest with you? Sometimes I don't care what you think. I'm not interested in it. I'm interested in what Jesus is saying. Okay? And as a body of believers, that's what we've got to be about, isn't it? Okay? Or else we end up chopping down trees that don't need it. And we miss Jesus breathing life into situations that we've not allowed him into. And we're going to have a little look at that in some stories today. You know, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, pray like this. Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us today our daily bread. Okay? I want to say to you, that's not monthly, that's not weekly, that's daily. Okay? And that's that's been a challenge to me because I've started to keep a diary of what God is saying to me on a daily basis. Okay? And and that's kind of really inspired me to think, right, okay. Because sometimes I can can run my week without any input from, from Jesus. And I want to get into that place where I am receiving from him each and every day. You know, the first time that Adam and Eve moved away from, from God, okay, uh, and we often do the same, what was the first thing he said to them when he came, came down looking for them? You read it then, Si, I think, didn't you? I saw your, your lips with a what, what? Where are you? Where are you? And that's still applying today, isn't it? The, God's, the Godhead is saying to me each and every day, where are you, Dave? Where are you? Because I want to, I want to engage with you. I want to be with you. And that was, that was even, even in the, the gravest time where man had started to wreck the planet. I could just imagine if I was painting a picture. I'm not a great painter, but imagine if I was. And I'd just done a, an amazing portrait of something and somebody comes up and flick some paint all over it. You know, my, la- my, my last uh, phrase I'd use is, where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> It'd be anger. But God comes because he wants that interaction with us. And we're going to have a look at two accounts today. 
okay? And in there are three principles to help and encourage our daily search for intimacy with the Father and the Godhead, okay? I try desperately not to get three points because it takes me back to my, uh, uh, my upbringing and everything being three points, but uh, God gave me three points, so I'm going to use three points. <laughs> I'm trying for a fourth, but uh, we're, at, we're at three. And I, I want you to think of these three words. Purposeful, position yourself, and provision, okay? Purposeful, position and provision. And we're going to have a look at uh, two quick stories. The first is the, um, the manna. When, uh, when the children of Israel came out of, uh, 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 came out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness and um, they, uh, they needed feeding and they were grumbling. Okay? And in Exodus 16, it, it says this. It says, uh, I'll just read it out. You don't have to follow. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather uh, a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. Okay? So they've got this, they've got this uh, manna, which is a bread from heaven, that is, is found on the floor each day. Okay? And that bread is for existence. Okay? And in the Old Testament, when we look at these things, we often look at the physical is used for the spiritual. Okay? So what's happening, what's happening there in the Old Testament is of interest to us spiritually today. Okay? So this bread was for refreshment, sustenance. It was for their movement and it was for their journey. Okay? Really important. Okay? The first thing they had to do, purposeful. Here we go. This is going to be exciting today, folks. Here's a tent. Now, uh, I don't think they had uh, outwell tents in those days, okay? But the first thing they had to do, the folks, I might preach from in here. The first thing they had to do every morning was be purposeful. And if I stay inside this tent, okay, all I get is myself, okay? And they had to get out of their tent each morning and be purposeful. Okay? They had to move. Now, if I want to hear things of God, I've got to be purposeful. Okay? There's a mutuality of coming to Jesus so he can speak to us. We have to get out of our tents. Okay? And we have to do something active. And the manna was outside. It was outside of them, themselves. And sometimes when we're in the tent, we're very inward-looking at ourselves. Okay? And we can be very selfish people. But we have to come outside. Okay? And, and be purposeful. Okay? And there's reasons why we might do that. We might be lazy. We might be preoccupied. But are we purposefully looking for the Word of God? Are we looking for that time where we've got a time where we can be intimate with God? And setting the time aside. And I'm not talking about religious stuff. Yes, I read my Bible, I do this, I do that. I'm talking about proper intimacy, proper time with the living God. Because that's, that's what he's encouraging us to do. Okay? And looking outside of ourselves. Don't be passive, don't be idle. Let's be purposeful in, uh, in, in seeking God. Next thing they have to do is they have to bend down. They have to bend down and pick it. It was on the floor. 
it wasn't on a tree, it was on a floor. And that's a picture of humbling yourself and your will. Okay? And I, I find that quite staggering because, because sometimes I think, I know, I know. In the next story, we're going to see the issues we have with our will and, uh, and bending down and positioning ourselves to pick, pick up what God's got for us. Okay? And what they did afterwards is they collected for the whole day as much as they wanted to. And we see the provision of God. And do you know what? I was thinking about this. This is an amazing miracle, this is, isn't it? 40 years of provision. And the amazing thing is, it was a provision in their disobedience. God told them to go to a land, and they didn't. And even in their disobedience, God is still giving them stuff. That is unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. Every day, a silent, unwitnessed miracle. Okay? We often want miracles to be big, loud bangs, don't we? But 40 years that happened. And I want to say to you that God wants to reveal things to you that nobody else would think was a miracle. Okay? But it'd be special to you. Okay? All right? And you think, thank you, God. And I'm not going to share that with people because it's just, it's just it's really important to me. Other people might think it's nonsense, but to me, it's really important. 40 years that went on, okay? Every single day, tons and tons of food. Amazing. Absolutely amazing, okay? And just think of that. God wants to give you as much as you can get. Okay? And on the sixth day, you get double. What we tend to do now is we leave it for six days, we come to church and try and get. Do we? No. Thank you, Julie. Okay? But that can be our mindset, can't we? Because we can be busy and occupied with other things. And we're saying, I can't hear the word of God. I want to hear what God's got to say. I've got, I want that intimacy with God. And He's saying, Where are you? Because believe you me, I want to give you tons. Okay? I want to give you tons and tons. Okay? This is to me, folks. I'm not having a go at people there. Okay? And uh, 40 years that went on. I was talking to somebody um, the other day about drugs. Okay? Sometimes it's really good to have a look at the other side. When he was, when he was on drugs, he got up, woke up in the morning, his body, mind, and spirit said, I need drugs. Okay? And you think to yourself... Wow, do we ever think of the opposites? Okay? His body, mind, and spirit craved drugs. And that's what, he, that's what that person had to go out and do. And in that, he lost, he lost uh, family and cut off. But it, it, it was an absolute necessity to him. Turn that round to a believer. <laughs> Get up in the morning. What's our necessity? Is it Jesus. And I, don't, I don't want to be religious about that, but do you understand what, do you understand what the opposite does? What, 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 the, what, uh, what the opposite to that is, that, God, that, that we've got an enemy who wants us to, to, to be full of darkness. But Jesus says, come to me each and every day, because you need to get out your tents, because it's here for you. I'm here for you, to reveal stuff for you. Get out your tents, okay? I'm talking to myself, folks, don't. Okay. 
People might say to me, well, Dave, you're in the Old Testament. Okay, let's go to the new. Okay. Um, what was that? Alex's mate who came the other week. Um, he spoke about John's gospel, didn't he? He said about seven. Sorry? Andy, Andy McCulloch, yeah. Um, he spoke about, um, in John, John came up with seven statements, didn't he, that Jesus said, I am. And after, after each one, he did a miracle or before. And in, in verse 35 of John 6, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Okay, and then he did a miracle. What miracle did he do? Fed the 5,000. Well done, Jim. Okay. Have a look at that. That's in three, three Gospels. And it says this. Okay, and it says... The crowds followed him because they saw his signs and wonders and his teaching as well. Okay? The people were purposeful. They thought, we are going to follow Jesus up this mountain to hear him. Okay? Can you see the purposefulness of that? That's what people are doing. They're being purposeful. I'm going. Okay? All right? Then, then it starts getting a bit, it gets, starts to get a bit worried here. Because the disciples are panicking. It's coming to the end of the day. Jesus has finished teaching, preaching, whatever he's been doing. And the disciples are getting a bit tetchy because nobody's had any food. And there's nothing worse than a bloke who hasn't eaten. Okay? And there were 5,000 of them. Okay? All right? And the disciples sense that. And uh, they say, Jesus, let's send them away for lodging and provisions. Okay? Send them away. All right? Because we are in a desolate place. Just been to the wilderness, haven't we? Exactly the same thing. This is New Testament stuff. Okay? And they are panicking. All right? And, and do you know what? The disciples are telling Jesus this. They're not in a right position here. We, we are often very good at telling Jesus what he should be doing. Okay? And I'll tell you what we're into. We're into Christian behavior. All right? Now, as I was thinking of Christian behavior, I was going to tell you a little story. This is, this is how my dream. So I just want to imagine, you to imagine, that Dave Collett is the third disciple. Okay? All right? I, I, I'm, I'm the third disciple here. Okay? This is just a story, folks. Don't. It's not... Uh, <laughs> I'm not changing scripture or anything like that. But... Um, and uh, I was just thinking... I was just thinking how Jesus called me, and he called the fisherman, and uh, I was eating fish and chips. And he said, Dave, Dave Collett, son of Brian, follow me. And I did. And I come to this story here. I come to this story here, and I'm up, I'm this, up this mountain with Jesus, and I can see what's going on. Okay, and I, I can say, Jesus, it's about to kick off here. Don't worry. Leave it with me. Okay? So what I do is I, I tell this group here who are kicking off, come on, we've had a good day today. Yeah, we haven't promised any food. Off you go. Okay, yeah. Nice and calm with them. I, I, I see a young boy here who's bought me five loaves, two fish. That's a lovely chap. Well done. Thank you for bringing those. Lovely. Thank you. Encourage him. I see some old people and I help them down, down the mountain. All good Christian behavior. Okay. I come back up. The disciples have got uh, two columns. They're high-fiving me. Well done, Dave. Well done. You've turned a potentially difficult situation you've calmed it down well done feeding the 5,000 doesn't appear in the bible okay because of my behavior a little bit of a funny thing but do you understand what I'm saying there 
my Christian behaviour of showing leadership, compassion, um, um, what else did I show? I, I diffused the situation with this lot kicking over, off. I diffused it all. Peter was saying, Dave, I don't know how you did that. I know Peter because you're a violent man, but me, I'm calm. Okay? I, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying there? But my position is not under the will of God. Okay? And Christian behavior is a nonsense. We need to hear what the living God is saying. Okay? We sometimes think, what would Jesus do? We haven't got a clue what Jesus would do. But we can go to him and ask him what he would do because he wants to tell us. Okay? So I just want to tell you, just, just stop your Christian nonsense. Okay? Stop it. And go to Jesus. We need you. Get out your tents and position yourselves. I haven't got a clue, Jesus. I need to hear you. I need you to speak to me. And then what, then what happens? Desolate place. Disciples saying, get them away. Okay? Jesus says, what you got? Five loaves, two fish. I'll use that and I'll do a miracle. Everybody had their fill. Okay? Aren't we just thankful that Dave Collett wasn't a disciple back in those days? Okay? You with me? It's a bit humorous, but it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's something there that's frightening. Okay, don't get me wrong. Jesus is bigger than all that. He can work all those things through. But I, I, I just want to say, I, I want to see those miracles, you know, where, where people had their fill. The living God provided when we submit and surrender to him. That's our position, folks, that we've got to get into. So we've got to get out of our tents, and we've got to position ourselves. Okay, God, I can't do this. I need you. What have you got? I've got five loaves, two fish. I'm sorry, that's all I've got. I'll use that. Boom. 5,000 men and women fed. Okay? In a desolate place. Okay? I'm telling you, we're living in a desolate place today. Okay? And we need the power of God to bring life and to bring people's fill. Okay? I'll go straight back. My time's going. I'll go straight back to the, the Lord's Prayer. How does that go? How does it start? Our Father. Our Father in heaven. Okay. As Christians, we are a regenerated people. And our origin is in heaven through new birth. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's why we go to the Father. Because we go to the Father whose kingdom is there to come. All right? Be purposeful. Go to the Father. He's saying, come to me. His question is, where are you? Uh, let's, let's, let's start going to him. Our origins are there. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I think this is a, obviously this is a prayer, not, not necessarily that we have to pray, but it's a model, isn't it? Hallowed be your name. What are we saying there? Well, basically, he's, uh, he's in charge. He's all over. He's just the only real name that counts. Okay. So here's glory, not Dave Collitz. 
Okay? Because the feeding of the 5,000 didn't happen. <laughs> okay? But it did because of his glory. Okay? And I think, you know, we, we are submitting to his will. Does your will matter? I'll, leave that, I'll throw that out to you. <laughs> but, it, but, but, but we want to know God's will, don't we? Okay? That's purposeful, Julie. Okay? That's purposeful. And, and I, I just want to say, because we, we want to see him glorified, okay? We want to see, be released from selfishness and submitting to the rule of God. And, and it then says, give us our daily bread. So Jesus is saying, ask me every single day. Ask me every single day. And I, will, I want to give it to you. Okay? My question is, do you want it? Do I want it? My goodness. Yeah. Well, I do. Okay. Okay. And let's seek it. Let's seek it as individuals. Because every time you come into church, I don't know what you've come here today. I mean, you've had a great time in worship. You've listened to some words I say. Cut out the rubbish that I've spoken. And just, just take what God's put in your heart. And feed and water that. Okay? Because when people come into church... Okay, we don't want them to fall into the system of church. We want them to have a revelation from God. Okay, and if you haven't had a revelation from God this morning, I want you to go to somebody and ask for prayer. Okay, I was thinking about telling the asking the elders whether we should have a prayer group or that. I don't want groups. I want people to say, come up to people and say, do you know what? I'm really struggling. Okay, I'm that oak who's been pulled out the ground. I need help. Go to friends and say, I need to hear God on this. Okay? And let's wrestle with them until they hear from God. Okay? Because God's saying, where are you? Okay? But the onus is on you to get out your tents, to be purposeful, and submit to him for his power and glory. Okay? We need to do that as a church. Okay? You know, we've got this new church building. Brilliant. Okay? What does God want us to do? In it, let's hear what he's got to say. I'm not interested in your plans. I'm interested in what God wants to say. We're going to do. Is that a work? Okay. And let's corporately. What's God saying to us all? Because He wants to do it every single day. Can I tell you? As I've kept my diary of uh, God speaking to me every day, there's some blanks. I can't deny it. There are some blanks. Even for a few days. Whose fault's that? Who said that? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay? And I'm not being harsh, you know. It's, sometimes there's time stuff, but, but God wants to speak to you every day. Where are you? Where are you, Dave? Where are you, Dave? Okay? And Dave, I don't want you to do this, this, and this. Just wait on me. Okay? And, uh, yeah. That lad I was talking to you the other, about, about the drug, drugs, I was, is, is, the person isn't in this church, and um, I was talking to them uh, the other day, and, and, I, and I, I was praying with them. And they had a situation in their life. Okay, I'm almost done. Send the kids in. Um, uh, a situation in his life. Uh, when he was uh, under 10 years of age, okay, 
uh, that, that really, really struggled with, okay, of reje- a rejection issue, okay? We prayed, and I just, I just asked the Holy Spirit to reveal to him um, uh, what he thought in that situation. And you know what? The Holy Spirit ministered to him. For 30 years, he'd been believing a lie, okay? And God told him what that situation was really about, okay? That's what I want to see, God's word speaking to people and explaining, smashing down lies and bringing in truth, okay? And that's what God wants to use us for, okay? He wants to work through us to bring that. And that, that was amazing. So that person now has gone from drug abuse to now hearing the voice of Jesus and releasing him from, from rubbish he's been, he's been um, captive to for 30 years, Okay? That's what God's about. And that's what we need God's word for, folks. Okay? I'm not interested in what you think. I'm interested in what God's doing. Okay? And wants to do. Okay? And he wants to be perhaps maybe lifting us out of our root system, replanting us and making us stronger and seeing more growth. That's what my God's about. And that's what, he wants to, that's what he's in the business of doing, folks. And if you're interested, get out your tent... Be, position yourself above Almighty God. Not, what did I say then? I got that the wrong way wrong, didn't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo-hoo. That's a big problem, folks. Okay? Okay? Yeah? Position yourself under the, the amazing provision of God, and you will see his amazing provision. Feeding 5,000 in desolate places, feeding people for 40 years, it's exactly what he wants to do to you and me. Okay? Amen.